0: Here at Mark's Savant Media, we teach you how to create better content in less time. And a big part of creating better content is learning how to build out systems and how to launch and promote a show. I believe that everybody should have a show because when you create a show and you have the right strategy to create a great show, that can equate into tons and tons of pieces of micro content. So today I'm gonna to be giving you a ton of great takeaways and cliff notes from the previous week's Clubhouse Room, which by the way, Clubhouse is bananas. That's a great place to be to network and drive leads. So let's get into all the top takeaways. They're gonna help you to create an amazing show and create better content in less time. Let's get into it. Oh yeah, and by the way, if you're new here, make sure to hit that subscribe button and share this with someone that really needs to be heard. All right, let's go. The first thing I wanna talk about is the production roles because I just wanna put it out there, you can't do everything by yourself. If you're gonna actually have a successful social media presence, you're gonna be exhausted feeding the social media beast. Last week, we went into a lot more detail on this, but I just wanna highlight it because this came up again in this week's show. If you want to build out a team, there's quite a few roles that you need to fill. I just wanna outline them real quick. So first off, you're gonna need a strategist. You're going to need, so first off, you're gonna need a strategist to help you build out your messaging. You're going to need a communication manager, someone that can actually reach out and communicate with potential guests, potential leads, incoming marketing. You need someone to manage your emails because I'll be honest, I don't know about you, but I don't love waking up to 10s, 20s, hundreds of emails that I have to go through. So get someone to kind of help manage the inbox for yourself. You're gonna need talent, which hopefully is you. You're gonna need editors. You're gonna need a photo editor, digital images. You're gonna need a video editor. You might need a podcast editor. There's a lot of editing that goes into it. And an audio editor is probably not gonna be able to do the same thing as your digital image graphic designer. You're gonna need a copywriter. You're gonna need a social media manager for posting and for responding to new comments so that you can fill your funnel. These are really the main positions. There's other positions as well that you might think about like production assistant, videographer, and things like that. But for now, if you're creating a show, you really need to make sure that you fill out these roles. And you can do it, but you're gonna drive yourself insane trying to accomplish it. Trust me, I've been there. Listen, I want you to hit the like button and leave a comment If you've ever been in a situation where you're just completely overwhelmed and you're about to go to sleep and you're like, oh, I didn't post to Instagram today. And it's like, oh my gosh, Gary Vee told me I need to post all the time. Building a a solid show and building the systems and building on a team to help you is going to save you tons of time and money. So that's the first thing I wanted you to be kind of clear on the different roles that I think are valuable in producing a solid show. The second topic I wanna to talk to you about is how to get great guests on your show, okay? Now that you've got your formula, your strategy, you've got to show, now you got to get great guests. So I'm just gonna share with you how I've been able to find amazing guests for the After Hours Entrepreneur. So number one right now for me is Clubhouse. Clubhouse is just a really great place to connect with new people. You're sharing stages with great creators and people that are in your niche. And what you'll find is that as you speak to them, as they realize that, this person knows what they're talking about, you're going to develop rapport. You're going to develop know, like, and trust. And at the end of your clubhouse room, just make sure you mention them. Hey, I'd love to connect with you and bring you on my podcast later. This strategy has been bananas. It's allowed me to land some of my best guests, like Jasmine Starr, Benji Travis. I've got some other great ones coming up that I'm not going to spoil now, but leverage clubhouse, get in there and get your voice heard. I get hit up for guest requests all the time. And generally what I say is go to my website, put a form on your website that allows potential guests to enroll. You set up like a gatekeeper, right? Because if you say yes to everyone, I just don't think your show is gonna hit, right? Your show is specially designed to deliver a message to, to someone that needs to hear it, to deliver a valuable solution to someone that needs their problem solved. And if you're just saying yes to every potential guest, they're not gonna be, for your audience. So take the time to send them to their website. The people that are willing to fill out the form on your website and answer the questions that you deem are important is gonna really help you to screen for the people that are a good fit for your audience. I love reaching out to previous guests. Did you have a guest on your show that really brought the heat? Bring them back on your podcast, bring them back or reach out to them and say, hey, do you know anyone else that might be a great fit for my show? Here's what I'm looking for. Great way, fantastic way to find either old great guests or find new guests and new connections. You also can take to social media. Sending out DMs to people is a really powerful way. Uh, Quick tip here though is it's gonna be pretty low performing. I typically find that about 10% of people respond uh, if, if that. So it's a little bit of a grind to find guests this way. However, if you're just starting off, sending DMs on Instagram I found is certainly effective at at getting some momentum going. And what you'll find with guests is as you bring on guests, each guest becomes easier and easier to book. You're able to book higher profile guests after each one. It's like a staircase, like a, a ladder. So just start DMing people and keep leveling up with each guest. And then lastly, I love reaching out to businesses that are in my local area. Is there a way that you could provide value to a local business? Is there maybe a local leader, maybe in the government? or on the city council or something like that that can provide you with value maybe in the future, but you can provide them with value right now. Reaching out to local businesses, influencers, people that are relevant to you in your niche is a great way to build up your rapport in your local community and provide value to your listener. Because let's face it, that is what this is all about. We also covered recording in Clubhouse, which is something that I love to do. And I'm just gonna put a link here in the comments to a video that goes into more detail on this, but I use a RODECaster Pro for recording Clubhouse. It's pretty efficient, it sounds good, it's very customizable, but it's a little expensive. You're looking at probably about 700 bucks for a whole RODECaster Pro setup. That being said, if you're interested in leveraging Clubhouse and this power of multi-purposing, I'll put a link to that video right here so that you can start recording Clubhouse today. We've already talked about the importance of having a show, the importance of your time. Your time is incredibly valuable. And I really want to encourage everyone, think about time as a resource. You can either spend your own personal time, which you can never get back. It is gone. It is gone forever. Or you can hire or pay someone to perform an action for you. So I'm a huge fan of hiring virtual assistants and hiring team members to help save you time. We already talked about several different roles that need to be played for the production of your show. But I wanna tell you my methodology of how I find great team members to work with. Because the problem is, as soon as you put your listing up on a platform like Fiverr or onlinejobs.ph, you're gonna get inundated with requests. Like, I'll put a request on onlinejobs.ph, I get a hundred requests in. I just can't go through them all. It's really hard to navigate through that muck. When you're setting up your posts for these platforms, there's a couple things that I found to be really helpful. Firstly, you wanna set up a gatekeeper. And what I mean by this is you wanna set up a system where you can filter out the chaff and really only highlight the people that are actually gonna be a good fit. So one of the things that I like to do in the listing itself, I'll put in italics, use this keyword in your response. So for example, in my keyword, I might use the word banana, for example. You might tell, you might be able to tell I'm a little bit hungry right now. But use keyword banana. And then anybody that puts the keyword banana in their response, you know has actually taken the time to read your request and understands what you need. If they don't put the keyword banana in there, they're deleted immediately. The other gatekeeper that I'm a huge proponent of, and you definitely wanna do this, if you're distracted right now, just listen to me real quick. This is really important, really important. Thanks for listening, by the way. Request that all your potential team members, all your potential assistants fill out a Google form. It's completely free to to create a Google form. And these people that are willing to go the extra mile to fill out your Google form are gonna be, in my opinion, much better team members. The other advantage of this is you can come back to this in the future as you need new team members. So you can put up several different listings, right? Maybe you go back and you put up a listing for a social media manager, graphic designer, podcast editor, all these different processes and and roles. And you can just put up all these different listings and even if you don't hire them now, you still have a book. You still have a library to draw from of people that have filled out your form. And again, with that Google form, you can also directly attach it to a Google spreadsheet. This type of process is gonna save you tons of time and help you to filter out all the VAs that just aren't gonna be a fit for what you're looking for. If you're serious about finding a rock star VA, I have a video, and put a link right here that goes through my entire process of finding and hiring VAs, I think you're gonna find it incredibly valuable. It's gonna really help you to find an awesome virtual assistant. Now, as you're building up a show, as you're building up your social media brand, credibility, testimonials are incredibly important. If I'm meeting you for the first time and I see that a bunch of other people have recommended you on LinkedIn or have left you a five-star review on Google or on iTunes, it really makes me think that, okay, this is the kind of bus, this is the kind of train that I wanna get on. But how can we get those testimonials? It can be really tough. One option is to trade testimonials. Find other podcasters that are in a similar niche, leave a review for them, and ask them to leave a review for you. This is a very simple way of really boosting your testimonials. The next suggestion may sound obvious, but I find a lot of people fail here. Ask. You just gotta ask. Ask everyone. Send them a link to your iTunes show and say, would you please just take two minutes and leave a five-star review on iTunes, it would make a big difference to me. Just ask people. Now, when you do go and ask someone, don't make it complicated, make it simple. A quick link right to iTunes so that they can leave a review. And quite frankly, you might even consider setting up what we call a deep link, which not only brings them to your podcast, but it automatically logs them in to iTunes or to whatever your platform is that you want the reviews on. You can set up a deep link with a platform like URL Genie. I'll leave a link here to help you out. But you can use a program like URL Genie to create these deep links and make it much easier to reduce the friction when people are actually trying to leave your review. I don't know about you, but a lot of times people will send me a link to something and I go and I check it out and it just, then I have to log out and I have to log back in. And then I ha- you gotta jump through all these hoops and it, it just kills the process. Make it as easy as possible for people to leave that five-star review. And then my last tip here on getting testimonials and reviews is just please don't overload people with information. I'm a busy guy, right? You're busy. Your time is valuable. If someone sends you a DM that you maybe haven't talked to in a while and it's got six or seven different links with a huge wall of text, it's it's I hate to say it's not going to work. It's a turnoff. Do you like getting texts like that? I don't. Do you? I don't think so. And I realize it's anecdotal, but we got to put our minds, we got to put our heads on as if we are the person in the other seat. Keep it simple, one link, short DMs, it will work much better than overloading people with too much info. Now this show is all about creating better content in less time, and at the root of this is learning how to repurpose content. A great methodology of repurposing content is starting with what we call anchor content, and the best form of anchor content is video. So if you have a vlog or a live show, how can we thoughtfully repurpose this into something that's also gonna be valuable to people that are listening, maybe on a different platform, like a podcast? So if you have a LinkedIn Live video, how can we configure our video so that it can be easily repurposed for audio? Let me give you a couple quick tips. So obviously, start with the audio listener in mind. If you're doing a video and you're saying, look at this screenshot, wow, your hair is so great, look at this picture behind you, I love that, your audio listener is gonna feel like they're left out because they can't actually see what you're talking about. So what I recommend is just being very descriptive, saying, I love that painting that you have behind you, those trees really bring out your green eyes or whatever. You, you Try to be as descriptive as possible or don't highlight things. If you are gonna be sharing screenshots, and you are gonna be sharing video clips, you you might even consider editing those parts out because your audio listener is gonna feel left out. We don't want that. We want want our audio listener to feel like they're a major part of this show and we don't wanna leave them behind. We want them to come on this ride with us. So be descriptive and try to avoid things that the audio listener will feel left out about. If you're doing a live show, you're also probably doing a lot of engagement with the audience saying, hey, James, thanks for the great question. Let's address that. Or Mary, it's good to see you again. Hope you're having a great day. This type of stuff is great when you're going live because you're engaging with your audience, but it's not good for the aftermarket viewer or listener. They don't care about the engagement. They're they're listening. So what I like to do is when I'm configuring my live show is set certain benchmarks where I know we want to engage. So for example, maybe the first three minutes of my video show is just straight up waiting or engagement with my audience. That, And then I get into the meat and potatoes of the episode. That way, when I go into the post-production, I know I can just easily just, we're just going to delete the first three minutes. I don't have to worry about it. And then you might say that every 15 minutes, you'll take a question from the audience or you'll engage with the audience. That way you know I can chop out the first three minutes in post-production and then I can edit out clips every 15 minutes. This is a huge time saver. because Now you don't have to go through and manually find all the places to edit out. You already know zero to three, 15 to 16 minutes, 30 minutes to 31 minutes. You, you can easily find those places to edit out with having to go, without going crazy with the editing process. And then when you're in the editing process, use a program like Descript, which will easily allow you to find and eliminate certain words or dog barks and things like that. That program is Descript and I, I highly recommend it. Another thing that I like to do when I'm vlogging or having an interview or live engagement is, if, if I know there's a portion that I'm gonna wanna edit out, for example, there's a, like it's like I mentioned before, there's a dog barking or the conversation just goes off the rails or there's a disruption, I like to just jot down a quick note on my notepad, minute 15 dog bark or minute 16 X, right? Because then you know that when you go into post-production, you can easily just go in and just wipe that part out. That's a really easy technique to make your post-production editing much more efficient so we can create better content in less time. So for the next topic, we briefly touched on how to promote multiple shows. And if you have multiple shows, I want to encourage you to just don't, just don't promote multiple shows on your platform. And there's a couple of reasons why. A, it ends up being confusing. If I find you on Instagram and I love cooking and your Instagram is all about cooking, that's that's for me. I'm gonna follow you, I'm gonna engage with you. But then the following Friday, you're talking about airplanes. So it's like Monday it's cooking, Friday it's airplanes. You're promoting multiple shows. I don't know which link works. I don't know what you're about. It's just too confusing. And promoting multiple shows at once is is an immense challenge. I think that if you are going to be promoting multiple shows at once, you need to have multiple platforms for each show. Now, you can still have your own personal brand, which people may follow because, you know, niching down, sharing your hobbies and your interests is a really valuable way of connecting with people. But just be very careful that you're confusing people when they land on your social media platform if you're promoting different shows at the same time. It just beca- It becomes confusing. And that's the last thing we wanna do on our social media platforms. This is the key to social media. As soon as somebody lands on your profile, they should immediately understand who you are, what you do, and why they should even care. Let me repeat that. As soon as someone lands on your social media profile, they should know who you are, what you do, and why they should care. If they don't understand that, they're just gonna bounce. And if you have too many words and too many links and it's confusing, it's just not gonna work. I love what Donald Miller says in his book, How to Build a Story Brand or Building a Story Brand, is that you wanna ask yourself, how many calories is this gonna take for someone to actually read what I do? How many website pages they need to go through? You wanna try to minimize the friction. You wanna try to minimize the amount of effort someone needs to take to understand the value that you provide. If you can explain the value you provide with as few words as possible, you're gonna be Gucci. And again, this is the great challenge that you have when you're promoting multiple shows at once. I would be very careful with that. The next topic we talked about is live events. COVID is gone, <laughs> live events are back. Yay, it's it's pretty freaking awesome. I've really missed live events. But how can we leverage these live events to promote our show, to promote our podcast, to bring more people into our atmosphere? I've got a few ideas for you that'll probably work. So first off is QR codes. So if you're not aware, a QR code is basically a icon, essentially. It looks almost like a, uh, a barcode that you might see on a product that you can purchase at the store. And what, ha- what, what they do is your consumer, your customer can hold up their phone and scan it, just like they're taking a picture of the QR code, and it will automatically bring them to a landing page or to a website that you have chosen. So if you're promoting your show, you can have that QR code go directly to the show itself, or maybe you're trying to capture leads for your business or for your show or something like that. You can have it bring them to a form, straight to a form, where they can get something that's valuable to them. So they they fill out their name, their email, and their phone number, and then they get your lead magnet, whatever that is, right? How to cook better, how to sell real estate, how to build your podcast. So QR codes are an innovative way that you can drive awareness at real life events. The next option sounds pretty obvious, giveaways. Giveaway shirts, giveaway hats. Drive awareness to what you're doing through merchandise. The The last thing I wanna to touch on is live recording. Whenever I'm going to a live event, whenever I'm going to a real life event and I know that there's gonna be people that are are interested in what I'm doing, I'm bringing a small, lightweight recording situation, right? So that could even, and that could be as, as little as just your phone and a lavalier mic that you just toss back and forth. It, it doesn't really matter, but, what happens when you do this is people feel like they're a part of what you're doing it's going to really help you to build your network to meet new people and get insight i mean there's so many advantages to live recording and i would strongly encourage you it's going to feel pretty uncomfortable <laughs> you know you just getting out of the house for the first time in a while it's going to feel a little uncomfortable but i promise you this live recording is a really solid way of driving awareness for the value that you bring Oh yeah, and by the way, if you're enjoying this episode, make sure you hit the subscribe button and leave a comment below, that means a lot. The next question that we had on stage was, how can I promote my show on social media? And listen, this could be an entire episode in and of itself, but I just wanna give you a couple quick takeaways from the clubhouse room. So first off, I don't really think you wanna use social media to promote, okay? and Let me explain what I'm what I mean. Nobody wants to be sold to, nobody wants to be promoted. The goal of social media is not necessarily to promote, but it's to inform, okay? You wanna inform the demographic that really needs to hear what you, just need to, what you have to say. You really wanna inform the people that need to hear what you have to say. Their house is on fire. You're the only person with a hose. You have an obligation to tell them how to solve their problem. You're not selling them. You're informing them about their problem. You're identifying the problem. You're identifying your solution and you're informing them. Now, on the same note, you don't want every post on social media to be informing, informing, informing. You want to mix it up because you can really overload people with new podcast, new video, new clubhouse room, new this, new that. It's like, bro, can you just give me something that is valuable to me instead of treating your Instagram page like an advertisement? Like, give me something here. So I recommend a couple different type of posts. One is a quick win. You're delivering a valuable piece of information that's really gonna help someone. And you can do this in a lot of different ways, but you're delivering a quick piece of information that's gonna really help someone. And the more effective you are at driving this information, the more people that are gonna follow, enjoy, and wanna learn more, about what you're doing. And remember, you've already crafted a really clear and concise social media profile. You don't need to get on a call with all these people, right? They see a post, they like it, they check out your profile and you've got a very clear and concise profile that explains how you can solve their problem. So it's it's all about this messaging and scalability. It's extremely powerful once you, you get your verbology, which is maybe not a word, but it's really powerful as you as you put together your messaging. It, it, I, I promise you, you'll be very shocked at the results. And then when it comes to social media, again, we're, we're not promoting, we're informing, we're giving quick wins and great pieces of information, and we're bringing people along for the ride, right? What's going on in your life and why should they care? Like bring people along on the ride. The, the more you can involve your listeners, your viewers, your fans, in your show, in what's happening on your show, I think the better it will go. The other thing that happens is it it validates what you're doing. Did you go on the radio? Did you go on the TV? Did you host an event? Tell people about it. Brag about yourself a little bit. You deserve it. You worked hard. You know, And I'm not talking about just taking pictures in front of Lambos, but I'm, I'm talking about how are you impacting the world and why should people care? Again, this is this really comes down to the psychology of, of human beings. And at the end of the day, that's what promotion, marketing, and content creation is all about. So anyway, bring people along on the ride and thank me later. The next topic that we talked about was, should I host an interview style show with only guests or should I, should I do solo? Um, and I could, again, probably host an entire episode on this, but I think that it's really important when you're hosting a show that you're not just promoting other people and their expertise, but you're also promoting yourself and your expertise. That's why I do videos and and audio content just like this, because I want you to understand the scope of my knowledge. Maybe we work together in the future, maybe not. Or maybe you just like to listen so you can continue to grow your brand and continue to create better content in less time. But I really think that there's needs to be a balance. I think the interviews are really powerful because of the networking and being able to reach new audiences. People come for the guest. They stay for the host. I like to do a mix. And you might notice on the After Hours Entrepreneur on my show, I'm doing a mix of both. I'm doing interviews. I'm doing solo episodes. And I've got some plans to implement some more short form interviews and, and content on the show as well. So some interesting things are coming. But In my opinion, you should be doing a little bit of both. Do the interviews, do the solo, keep improving, keep delivering value, and it will be reciprocated. I can promise you that. That's all I got for you today. But if you enjoyed this episode, send an email to contact at MarkSavantMedia. I'd love to hear your thoughts. How can I help you create better content in less time? This entire business, this entire production is solely revolving around you and how I can help you create better content in less time. So if you've got any ideas, if you've got any feedback, if you think I just look like a jerk, send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Contact at MarkSavantMedia.com. Go out, create, and I'll catch you here next time on the After Hours Entrepreneur. Peace.